0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking about sleepers and undervalued players for Category leagues. These players are going too late and you can get some serious value. Let's go! Six, Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! to Shaq! Not a game, not a game, not a game talking about? crack LaCron changed with no record for human life. he Back out to Allen. History twitter. Bang! for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or x at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we're going to go through the Sleepers, the uh, first uh, official Sleepers podcast and video that I'm doing for this preseason. After the review of the rankings over at Yahoo at the end of last week, I'm going to be reviewing um, the rankings and seeing on... The um, top 120 is kind of where I put a cut off for this one here because we'll be doing a deep sleepers and a late round flyers video at uh, later on in this week. Today we are looking at sort of that top 120 range and who do I think uh, undervalued is probably the better way to describe it. Um, but also you could describe it as a sleeper. Now I guess you could get into the... Uh, the nitty-gritty argument of what constitutes a sleeper. But we're really talking about players who are ranked too low, in my opinion, based on what I think they will be doing this season in my own um, rankings, projections, and in particular, my minus one rankings for those of you who are playing in head-to-head leagues, which is the majority of leagues. We will be doing a points league version of this one, probably later today by the time this podcast comes out. So stay tuned for that if you're keen on points league takes. And there's, there's a lot of sleepers in that list there as well. But today we will be talking about category leagues. So let's get dived dive straight into it starting with the first player here and that is Carl Anthony Towns. Now, Cat is on Yahoo now ranked at 39. He dropped back in rank and um look, I'm not a huge Carl Anthony Towns fan when it comes to, you know, what I project for him this season. I don't think he's going to be bouncing back amazingly, but he is someone that's at 39, I think you're starting to get about a round's worth of value at that point. And to me, especially earlier in the draft, that's enough to call him an undervalued or sleeper type player. So... Last season, he only played uh, 29 games and averaged, uh, he was a 32nd ranked player in terms of a nine category settings. And obviously, the move to power forward with Rudy Gobert coming into the team obviously hurt him and his stats fell down, going from a first round player to a third round guy, which was a little bit more than what I expected. But, um, you know, the type of fall off was, uh, I guess, something that we were expecting or, or were envisioning to happen. He dropped in his rebounds, his field goal percentage, and his blocks, and his steals as well. Actually dropped from one steal to 0.7 steals, which is an interesting little one there. Um, but still, again, 32nd ranks player on this season, and that was in 29 minutes. Obviously had a big injury and missed a chunk of time in the middle of the season there, so couple of uh, lower minutes games as a result of that and a limited sample size to really get a gauge of what Carlton Towns can do in that type of a position. So I think that we would expect him to be slightly better this season rather than slightly worse because you're having another season under um, the same kind of system where he's playing more power forward. You would also expect that the fluctuations and variance in steals and blocks might Um, positively regress a little bit. Obviously, we know that they can be volatile at the best of times. Going from one steal down to 0.7 steals when you're moving more into the perimeter is a little bit counterintuitive, so I expect that to maybe uh, jump a little bit back up. I do not expect him to be the first round player that we saw in, um, you know, the seasons prior. But this is pushing him out to the fourth round. I still think he's very comfortably a third round guy. You could even, in certain builds, take him at the end of the second round if you wanted that good assist, threes, and free throw percentage big man. Those guys are sometimes more difficult to find. So if you are punting those block categories, this is your type of player that you want to grab early to shore up some of those rebounds. Get still some decent ish field goal percentage and some assists from a center eligible player. Um, This is the kind of player that you want to pop into that spot. And um, there's there's even an outside chance that he's traded at some point this season. Obviously, um, he probably holds more value than someone like a Rudy Gobert. So there is an argument to see that maybe if it's not going great in Minnesota and they want to give, just make it unquestionably, um, sorry, Anthony Edwards' team, Carl Anthony Towns, maybe move it, move to someone who maybe is a bit more perimeter-orientated and a bit more of a perimeter defender. But even if that doesn't happen, I still think at 39, you're getting quite a big steal here as a, someone who I think is a pretty safe top 30 guy. I don't know if he's got much more upside than, than that top 20, top 24 range, but... At 39, you're getting a really unique um, stat set that I think is more valuable than what this ranking suggests, hence why he's an undervalued slash sleeper on this podcast today. The next guy here is one of my favorites, and I'm going to talk a lot about Evan Mobley I think this preseason because his ranking at 41 to me, again, is too low. This one may be a little bit more of a hot take, I think I... I'm, I'm trying to push the, the Evan Mobley bandwagon this season. Um, I think I've said before, he was in the breakout video as well, that Evan Mobley, to me, is primed to take a bit more of the chunk of centre minutes this season for the Cavs. The acquisition of George Niang tells me that they want to get a bit more floor spacing out there. Um, they were poor in the playoffs, bounced out early. Uh, to a team that they probably should have beaten, Um, and Jarrett Allen was probably not the guy there that was helping his cause, so Mobley to me is their future, he's already an All-NBA defender there's talk about him getting more of a passing and playmaking role on this team, Um, he had the exact same amount of shot attempts in his second year to his rookie season, but the efficiency improved, so I would expect after having two years at the same uh, volume and same usage that that will take a step forward in his third season, Um, after he's. now shown the ability to be efficient in that time. Still only 22 years old. There is quite easily a scenario where I see him as a top 20, top 15 player. You don't take him there. You definitely try to get him in that third round. But to me, in my opinion, if you can get him at 41 in the fourth round, he has round two upside. So you're getting some decent uh, value in that point uh, for me. I'm not expecting his free throw percentage to make a huge jump forward. It doesn't have to, I think, in my opinion. It's something you can live with. You might want to punt it, but even still, the points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage. There are six categories that he is going to be a positive contributor in. And um, I think that he is someone that is probably being slept on as a third-year breakout with a supremely high upside, um, given what we've seen so far in his two NBA seasons. So at 41, I think he is a bit of a sleeper. Before we move on to the next um, couple of guys here, guys, just a reminder that the Ball Boys Championship 30 League is in its final stages of trying to gather uh, interested members. So if you want to verse me and have a chance of winning $500 with more than $700 worth of prizes to all uh, winners and playoff uh, attendees, head over to Apple Podcasts and give this podcast a five-star rating and review and leave your Twitter handle in that review. I've sent out 19 of the 30 spots available um, to members. So those will be filling up over the next couple of days. And in the next probably week or so, I want to get those final 11 spots filled. So there are 11 spots still available. If you go and drop your review and leave your Twitter handle, there's a good chance you'll be able to jump in and verse me as well as 29 or 28 other um Ball Boys uh, listeners, and it will be a a great season. It's a $25 entry, 30-team league. We'll be slow drafting in October. So, um, respective of your time zone, it should be manageable for you to draft um, so we can kick off when the season starts. So, again, head over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review, pop your uh, Twitter handle in that review, and I will be sending out all the invites, hopefully, within the next seven days so we can uh, get drafting come October. So head on over there and get your entries. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In now. All right. Let's move on to the next guy here, Jordan Poole. Again, I've talked a little bit about him. I think he's massively getting slept on. Uh, At rank 49, I think that... He moved up, I think, two spots. He was 51. Still only um, two spots up to 49. I think that's way too low. In a punt field goal percentage build, this guy could potentially be a top 20 player. Minus one rankings in my projections have him around um, 25, 26. But I think you take him at about 25 to 30 in that third round is the perfect spot for Jordan pool. But if you can get him in the fourth round or even in the fifth round where sometimes he is slipping because people are, are worried about his um, field goal percentage, people maybe might've seen his performance in the playoffs and maybe think he doesn't have what it takes. And, you know, he needs the baddies next to the court to, to do his thing uh, nonsense um, I think he is an excellent contributor in free throw percentage points threes assists he can get you a steal per game which is you know about average it's about okay yes he'll be poor from the field he won't rebound or block shots whatever who cares um, he's providing you elite value in a lot of those other difficult categories to get later he was a top 60 player two seasons ago in 30 minutes that was in a season where part of the year Steph was out, part of the year Clay Thompson was out, and then the other part of the year they were both there. So if he has a run where he is the main guy for the entire season and his minutes move up close to thirty four, thirty five per game, I think that's an easy sell for him to a to be a comfortable top forty guy. And then, if, again, if you're punting the field goal percentage and he fits, and fits that build to you, he's got value inside the, top, uh, inside the top two rounds, in my opinion. And if you can get him two rounds later, that constitutes a sleeper to me. So I'm a big fan of Jordan Poole, for those of you who are especially punting field goal percentage. And if you're getting up at 49, you don't even need to be. I think uh, he'll make up for that, that negative with his other categories, and you can build it back up with the abundance of big men that are available later in the draft, which a few of them we will get to. Next guy here, Devin Vassell, a player that I am, again, always pretty high on. Um, He is someone that I think is ready to take a a big step forward. He was on the Breakout Contenders show, but he is now ranked at 68 over on Yahoo. And at 68, I think you still have a couple of rounds of upside um, on the board there. I think there's an outside chance. I've seen this take go out a little bit there, and I somewhat can see it happening that Devin Vassell is the highest ranked spur come the end of the season. He just is primed. Last year, I think, he got out of the gates actually performing really well, put out, putting up basically 20 points a night, um, giving us maybe four to five assists per per game. The, the steals took a little bit to get going, but Midway through the season, they definitely started um, flying um, in abundance. So there was a, a stretch here where he went three steals, three steals, three steals, one, one, three, four, two, one, before he then got injured and missed a bunch of time. So after the first few games of the season, the steals really started to kick up after being a little bit absent the previous uh, you know, uh, month or so of the season. So again, I think you can see that positively regress back up from his average of 1.1 uh, last year. He was at 1.1 in tw- 27 minutes the year before, so I think we can see that go up to 1.3-ish per game. Scoring can probably elevate, in my opinion, to close to 20 points per game. Three is close to three per game. Assist, uh, probably over that four mark is where I'm expecting... And then the free throw percentage dipped down last year randomly. So I think that can improve again. So all things I think that are reasonable to expect for Devin Vassell. And when I put those into my projections, he, he does project out to be a guy that you can take around that pick 50 mark. He has upside higher than that. But to be a little bit safer, if we get him between pick 50 and 60, you've got at least one round's value from where he's ranked with upside for it to be better. So I think that Devin Purcell is a great selection and a decent sleeper there because a lot of the attention will go to Weminyama this season and rightfully so, he's amazing. He's the, the most hyped rookie that we've seen since LeBron James and um, the talent's there to to, I guess, back that up. But Denver is still probably the best player on the Spurs, and he is going to be someone that will benefit, I think, from the attention that Wemby gets, and he will um, he will reward fantasy managers, in my opinion, who draft him at that, in those uh, 60 to 70 range of the draft. Next guy here is, uh, I think he's on this list nearly every season, because people just don't, he's not exciting, he's not flashy, the free throw percentage is poor, but Jakob Pertl, perennially underrated Great defender, moved over to the Toronto Raptors and his value maintained, and if not, got even slightly better last season. But he is ranked 79th over on Yahoo. I am happy to take him anywhere between 55 and 65 is the range that I've given him here, as you can see on YouTube if you're watching along. Um, but last season, he was the 68th ranked player. So that's before you take into any punt build or any minus one rankings. That's his nine category rankings. But as soon as you go into a bit of a punt build or, or apply a minus one rankings, he is someone that could comfortably crack the top 50, in my opinion. Now, you don't need to draft him there, but, um, someone who outside of like, if we talk about centers like, uh, Capella, sorry, yeah, Capella, Walker Kessler, Mark Williams, Jakob Pertl is a little bit more useful than some of those guys in the fact that he doesn't just offer rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. He can give you over a couple assists per game. He can get you close to a steal per game as well. So that is a little bit more useful than some of those other players like Walker Kessler who don't give you even an assist per game, uh, probably less than half a steal per game as well. So... He might not quite have the elite of the elite blocks, but he still will give you close to one and a half blocks. The percentages uh, in terms of field goal is great. The free throws is a big negative, so you're ideally punting that category. But again, it's on less than three attempts per game, so it's not unrecoverable from. So I think just in general, he's being underrated at 79 you probably got a round's worth of value just that on a nine category setting. But if you're punting, he's probably got at least 20 spots of upside from this position here. And we've seen him do it before. So it's not like I'm projecting something new for him to happen. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. He's 28 years old, right in the middle of his prime. Um, and he, he got more minutes once he moved to Toronto. And uh, I think he's going to basically pick back up where he left off and, and do his thing. Don't really see why he's he's ranked this further back. I mean, maybe that's try them them trying to accommodate for points leagues, but in a category of league, he uh, he eats this value up quite comfortably, in my opinion. The next guy here, we've got Chris Middleton, who is someone who obviously had a disaster of a season last year. was injury related for the most part, and when he did play, he was poor. But we do need to remember that he only played twenty four minutes a night on average last season, and Really didn't get it going until the last month of the season. And in that time, he put up 18, 4, and 6 assists with two threes on 48% um, shooting. So that's kind of more of what I expect for Chris Middleton. It's pretty close to in line with what he's been doing now. We go back to the season prior. He was 42nd ranked player twice in a row. I think we take a little bit of a step back from that. So I'm not expecting him to be a top 50 guy or a top 45 player. But he should easily be a top 60 player. Um, so even if you just scale back his previous season by a little bit, he still comfortably beats this Yahoo ranking of 83. And you should get at least a couple of rounds of value, in my opinion. And I think this ranking discounts him too much based on what we saw last season. Because remember, that was a lot of the facts because he was putting up really low minutes as he was ramping back up from his injury which kept him out for a large chunk of the season there. And at the start of the season as well, he had several games where he's playing low minutes and um, had a few injury concerns, which does uh, artificially lower his averages uh, for that season. So everything sounds like it's all good for Chris Middleton at the moment. So um, at 18th of September, as I'm recording this, I think at 83, that's a, that's a huge steal, and we're discounting him too much. I expect him to be better than that moving forward. Again, last little uh, promo here, guys, before we move on to the last few guys, which are some big, big sleepers. Uh, I want to remind you guys that ballboysnba.com is open and available for you guys to go and check out. We are um, giving two memberships away. We've got the Platinum membership, which gives you access to everything, including my top 150 for both category leagues and points leagues, my projections, as well as fantasy basketball articles. I've just recently dropped um, the first article on ballboysnba.com. Talking about my favourite punts. For this season coming up, and um, there's two main punts that I'm really, really keen on this season. I think are going to be very, very successful based on a few things that I'm noticing in ADP data. So, if you are a platinum member, you can go and check that one out and read through that, and um, you know, get my thoughts on these particular strategies and how to execute them with um, several targets in each of those builds. Plus, as a platinum member, I'm working very hard on my dynasty rankings with comments on 250 players um, and where I would draft them and how. How they should be valued in dynasty leagues, so that will be coming out soon. Hopefully, it's a lot of work, so uh, plugging away at it, but that will be coming along. And if you wanted to, just get the 150 points and Category rankings. You can sign up to be a silver membership, which is basically the same as what it was last season. Um, so you guys have a, a cheaper alternative if that's all you're after. But if you want the best and most up to date information and the um, the most tools available to you, check out that platinum membership and uh, and uh, hopefully it helps you in your drafts. But let's move on to these last um, three sleepers for today's video, and they are all guys who have featured before on a few of the breakout lists here. So we've got Jalen Duran first up at 94 on Yahoo! Rankings. He moved up a little bit, but not far enough, in my opinion. I think he's a 70 to 80 range with the potential of being a top 60 or even top 50 player this season. I just think that we haven't even begun to scratch the surface on Jalen Duran's potential in the NBA. He is still quite young, which is my hesitancy that... You know, he's not even 20 years old just yet. So there may be a bit of patience required for Jalen Durin still getting used to playing alongside Cade Cunningham. They're still insistent on playing players like James Wiseman and um, Marvin Bagley. There's been a few kind of whispers that maybe Asar Thompson starts, and that means maybe Isaiah Stewart comes off the bench. So does Isaiah Stewart maybe eat into a bit of the center minutes, or is he just going to be playing the four off the bench, or is he playing the four and the five? If he's playing a bit of both, that maybe caps his minutes upside ever so slightly. But at ninety-four, I think this is a steal. He basically put up a double-double in twenty-eight minutes a night when he did start last season. We've already seen him do that, and um, I, I just think that we've got he's got playmaking upside. He's got scoring upside, and I think the blocks that he displayed last season is not reflective of what he can do in college. He was uh, a shot-blocking madman, and in as a starting role in 29 minutes a night, he only blocked 0.9 shots in 31 games. So I think those blocks can come up closer to 1.1, 1.2 at least. And with an uptick in uh, usage and playmaking, and those minutes just rising from 25 closer to 30 I think this guy is um, a a pretty easy sleeper at this point. Uh, A little bit of risk, but a whole lot of reward at this spot as well. Another guy, similar kind of story, Mark Williams is another sleeper. He's at 95, so literally right next to Jalen Duran. and I do kind of view them quite similarly as well. Williams is probably more of a sure thing in terms of his role. I feel like there's less experimenting going on in Charlotte, although... His coach has known to dislike younger players. He's hopefully out of that rookie um, stigma that he had last year, uh, but he is someone that probably has at least shown thus far a better shot-blocking ability than a Jalen Durant. However, I don't think he has the playmaking or scoring upside that a Durant does but I also think that I'm more confident in him getting 30 minutes a night than I am with Durin just because he's a little bit older. Uh, there's probably less options in terms of other ways that they can screw it up in Charlotte than there is in, in Detroit. Just because of those other guys that maybe the front office maybe want to get up there. So again, very similar range. 70 to 80 would be the range I'd be wanting to... Um, as early as I would want to go on a Mark Williams. There are plenty of bigs in the back end of the draft. But Mark Williams does have the potential to be a top 50 or 60 player. And at 95, that's a huge steal. So... I think that he is another great option in a category league as a sleeper. And then the last one, again, similar story. We've talked about this guy as well. Daniel Gafford in that same kind of range behind those other two at pick 100. I have them the same range again at 70 to 80. So all three of those guys, I just think, are probably 20 to 30 spots too um, low in terms of their rankings. There's more upside even still from my range that I've got displayed here on YouTube at 70 to 80 Um, you've got upside to improve to be that top 50 player. All of them do. Um, I think Gafford has the best block rate of all these guys. He's probably also, in my opinion, the least cemented in his starting role because I don't know if the team views him as a starting center of the future. But... For this season, they really don't have any other options, so it's going to be him or it's going to be Mike Mascala and I think if you're Washington, you're going to want to at least see what Daniel Gafford does. I think he's fine. I think he's a solid starting NBA center. Look, he might not be the most dynamic or the you know the biggest um, game changer, but that's not really what you necessarily need from your center position. He's a good rim protector. He's a good rim runner. He finishes plays quite well. So as a, as a low-cost big man, when you want to spend elsewhere, I think Daniel Gafford is serviceable. So I don't think they're going to be really in a rush to necessarily fill that position during this season at least. So for redraft leagues, I think he's pretty safe as a... A top 80 guy and has upside to be top 50, top 60 with those blocks and field goal percentage. Probably the worst rebounder out of all of those three. Um, But again, probably the better shot blocker of those three. So those are my sleepers after the review of the Yahoo rankings most recently. What do you guys think? I did have uh, a few more sleepers that I will talk about in future videos. And again, we will be talking about players who are ranked outside the top 120 and later as in a separate video later this week in terms of like a deeper sleeper, late round flyer players that you can get get later in drafts. Some of them might not even be flyers, but they're just ranked absurdly um, low. So we will discuss those. And then later, close to the start of the season, I will give you my top 10 sleepers for both categories and points leagues this season. So make sure you guys do check that one out. Again, if you're interested in versing me in fantasy basketball with your chance to win $500, go over to Apple Podcasts and give this podcast a five-star rating and review. Leave your Twitter handle in that review, and I will be in touch with you soon to get into the league and drafting soon. Make sure you're subscribed. Give this video a big old thumbs up. Head over to ballboysmedia.com, and I'll see you next time. Bye.